Hey everybody, and welcome to episode eight of Tearing Down the Food Idol, the SRES approach. Um, I just wanted to share a little bit um, with y'all today. I was reading from the first chapter of James this morning, and I felt like I uh, wanted to read it with you all and talk about some things that um, I felt like God was speaking to me as I was reading. So, um, James chapter one, it says, James, a bond servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now I'm going to pause there. And when I was reading that, one thing that really came to mind, especially concerning um, the trials that we encounter, whether it be, you know, from the outside um, or in this case, you know, since this is about food addiction, um, and I think this would apply to other addictions too, that, you know, as we go through struggles in life and temptations, um, you know, God can use these things to draw us closer to Him. As painful as it is to go through these temptations and struggles, you know, His Word also says that He causes all things to work together for good to those who love Him and to those who are called according to His purpose. So, you know, let's not forget that as we are, um, you know, working on overcoming and laying down the food idol. Okay, so on to verse 5. It says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. Turning the page here. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord, for he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Now, when I think about that section that I just read in chapter, it was verse uh, 5 through 7, verses 5 through 7, you know, asking for wisdom as we are working on growing uh, in the Lord and uh, walking away from addiction you know, is super important and knowing that God uh, will give us wisdom if we ask. You know, you think about Solomon, you know, he could have asked for anything and he asked for wisdom and God gave it. So um, not being double-minded also really um, spoke to me because, you know, God wants us to come to him in faith. And, you know, I think about when we look you know, almost like if we have blinders on, you know, we're looking at our relationship with God. It's a vertical relationship, you know, so when we come to him, it's almost like we have to put blinders on and not let things distract us so that um, we can truly focus on him and not being double minded. It says, let the lowly brother glory in his exaltation, but the rich in his humiliation, because as a flower of the field, he will pass away. For no sooner has the sun risen with the burning heat than it withers the grass, its flowers fall, and its beautiful appearance perishes. So the rich man also will fade away in his pursuits. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, 
which the Lord has promised to those who love him. You know, I was thinking about temptation. You know, it just says temptation, you know, and I think that temptation can come in so many different forms. And, you know, for those of us who have struggled with food addiction or who are struggling with food addiction, um, you know, that's one way. But, you know, addiction is one, it's not a respecter of persons. So, you know, it touches all socioeconomic um, people, different people in different groups, you know, um, cultures, backgrounds. Um, and so, you know, temptation can come, but it says, blessed is the man who endures temptation. So as we walk in the Lord and look for ways to overcome, hopefully people will look for ways that will honor God and ways that are, um, Christian faith-based because from experience, you know, I truly believe that's the only way to overcome, um, long-term and truly be set free. Uh, but anyway, it says here in verse 13, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted, I am tempted by God for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone himself. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when that desire has conceived, it gives, gives birth to sin and sin, when it is full grown, brings death. Now, I'm just going to lay it out how it speaks to me. And, I, you know, it may or may not speak to you the same way. But when I look at um, temptation, uh, in this case with food addiction, um, when we've eaten a meal and are satisfied, or me personally, when I've eaten a meal, I'm satisfied. Um, if there's any temptation as far as gluttony or something, you know, just continuing to go on and on, which I don't, I'm not tempted a lot in that area anymore, but you know, it's just like Paul, anyone says he's tempted, you know, watch out because take heed lest you fall. It's, it's like, we don't ever want to say we're never tempted because how do we really know? You know, it's, it gets easier, I think in certain areas, but it's always important to be careful and watchful. But, um, but anyway, it says tempted, uh, he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. So, for example, with food, you know, say a person's had a meal, they're satisfied in their stomach, but then like, oh, there's more pizza sitting over there. Uh, it's tempting me. Let me go eat it. You know, it's it's the oh, it's the person's own desires, and they're enticed. And so it's it's like any other type of addiction. Um, you know, the the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. It's not of the Father, but of the world, and the world is passing away, and the lust thereof. But he who does the will of the Father, you know, that's that shall live forever, I think is what that verse says. And I, I don't know where the verse is, but I know that that's what the Word says. And so um, those are—that's being drawn away by his own desires. So it says— um, each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when that desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And so when we've acted out on the gluttony or any other uh, addictive type sin, um, sin, when it is full grown, brings death. And not just physical death, you know, it can cause sickness. It can cause, um, you know, other things that would cause death, whether it be spiritual death uh, too. I think it's talking maybe about both. 
Um, it says, do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of his own creatures. So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Oh, that reminds me, or when I was reading that, something I thought of, um, and it doesn't necessarily have to do with that verse, but I think in some, maybe I thought of it for a reason. When I went through treatment, um, one of the things that I learned, or I guess a takeaway tool, was an acronym. It, it's the acronym H-A-L-T, so that's the word HALT. And I've shared this with a few of the people that I'm working with. Um, but it's never let yourself get too hungry, too angry, too lonely, or too tired. And a lot of times when we are, you know, in situations that we're too hungry, too angry, too lonely, or too tired, we would be more prone to make bad choices. And, you know, there, there it's talking about anger. And I think when we've let our anger get the best of us, um, it says the, the anger of man or the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So that's just kind of one of those things to watch out for. Um, therefore, it says, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. Okay, so who is the word? The word is God. You know, the word is alive. It's active. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. So it says, you know, it's able to save our souls. So it goes in. It does its work, just like we talked about in one of the last episodes. It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So um, just thinking about remembering, you know, the things that God's done in our lives, you know, um, remembering what his word says, those are, it's extremely important. Um, and if anyone among you thinks he's religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. And that was James chapter one. So those were just some different thoughts that came to mind. And um, I just, since I thought quite a lot about food addiction as I was going through that or addiction in general, I just wanted to share and I just wanted to thank you guys for listening today. And if you're able, go through James chapter 1 and maybe pick out a couple of verses that spoke to you and journal about them. Um, and then also, if this episode has been a blessing to you, um, please share it. We'll talk to you later.